For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome into 20th and Blake here on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Drew Creaseman, and I'm talking Colorado Rockies baseball today, but it's it's tough to be super excited about it when they lose that way. As I've often said, you know, this season really for me still isn't about winning and losing, and it, it's still not, d- despite the fact that they've shown some life here and there, and there's part of me sure that wonder, you always wonder when they go on a little bit of a run, right? When they play better, uh, when they have these stretches where a couple of players get hot, they get some surprise good outings. I, I do want to talk a bit about Connor Siebold and how great that's been. You're like, oh, okay, if they're going to get that kind of thing, maybe they can sneak their way into, I don't know, a maybe a 500 record or maybe, 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 and then everything goes right a wild card spot, right? But then things kind of crash down on you. And one of the things about not having good starting pitching that we don't always talk about or we don't always highlight until it happens, which is what's happening now, in my opinion, is the strain that it puts on your bullpen. And so to lose two games in a row, really three games in a row that were winnable. The first one got a little bit more away from them and and it got, you know, the Giants were up early. So, okay. But to lose two ball games where you had the lead in the ninth, well, I guess the other one, they had a four, nothing lead going into the eighth inning in game two. Right. And then they had the lead today as I'm speaking on Wednesday afternoon in game Sorry, Thursday afternoon. I know what day it is. It's fine. <laughs> when they when they blow them right at the end like that, it's always a worse feeling. And I think it's doubly, triply, quadruply worse this year for Rockies fans because the bullpen has been one of the few things, especially the back end, these specific guys. So I've got ups and downs for you, but I'm just going to begin with one big gigantic down or several here because it's and really if i've got to say three because it's the most disappointing i'm not picking on them in terms of oh how could they possibly but it's you know johnson lawrence and bird only because they've been so good particularly lawrence and bird have been so good this season to see them start costing you games uh, you know, Bard struggled in his save, well, ninth inning chance in the last series. And so we had this conversation when, when Pierce Johnson blew his second one, right? And he blew the game in Arizona, the Corbin Carroll walk-off. We talked about it after then, and I ran through this exact list of names. Basically, the guys who have either gotten the opportunity to save or has stepped into those bigger, even more important roles, and all of them have struggled. 
none of them have made you think, well, yeah, okay, that guy should take over and, and get the job and, and should be the guy now. None of them are pitching at their best. And then Buddy just kind of goes back to Pierce Johnson and says, you know, since no one else is really grabbing the reins right here, let's see if a little bit of that time off, time away, is stepped away. Let's, let's give it back to him, see if the mental toughness of the guy can do it. And he goes out there and, again, doesn't just blow the save, but blows the game again today. So, what now? And the answer is, you really don't have an answer. I was actually kind of fascinated to hear yesterday during pregame, and I'm trying to remember, I think it was Patrick Saunders of the Denver Post was asking him about whether or not, you know, they might have to kind of push some guys, uh, some starters, in terms of pitching a few more innings, maybe throwing a few more pitches than they're accustomed to. And then it actually, uh, with our guy Manny Rondawa, turned into an entire very interesting conversation that I'm not going to recount for you entirely now because it would derail us completely. And uh, it's a long and interesting conversation, but right about pitch counts and guys that basically don't throw 100 pitches anymore and certainly not 110, 120. Uh, I just showed my wife the movie Fastball the other night. I had seen it before, but not for a while. And, you know, those were the kinds of things she was most interested in is just kind of the science of it. And, you know, you get around to Nolan Ryan and he's talking about throwing 200 pitches in a game and guys throwing no hitters at 45. And you're like, what? Like, I get that that guy was a genetic freak in all the most amazing ways. Like, that's not a put down, right? Not everyone's going to be born with that kind of gift. But certainly there's an interesting and extreme shift toward... Now I'm praising a guy when he goes five innings at Coors Field, and and that's legitimate. It's hard to go five innings at Coors Field. It's rough out there. And it's the kind of combination of the fact that, yes, starters aren't worked to go that long anymore, but it's also the fact that relievers can go max effort, max stuff, and that there's a certain efficiency to be able to get the freshest arm possible out there. But now the Rockies are kind of stuck. And so, again, this is why, you know, when they went on that terrible stretch and people said, see, don't you think they're going to lose 100? You want to move off your thing? And I go, "Eh, maybe not just yet. They start playing much better throughout basically all of May, right? People go, well, what about upping it? Do you think they're going to do better than that? And the, the starting pitching issues were always concerning. And not just because... You know, the starting pitching is always exactly what costs you the game. Oftentimes it is. And and like Denelson Lamette showed you, they've still got that issue, right? But the the problem with what they were able to get away with for a lot of May was they still weren't getting great starting pitching. They were piecemealing together a lot of games by getting, you know, three or four innings out of a guy like Lamette or whoever. Uh, and then getting a couple of innings out of Peter Lambert and then handing it over to Brent Suter, who was like unscored upon for a while there, right? And you just can't count on that. The, the particularly with the bullpen, they've been overworked. Throughout the entire season, both Jake Bird and Brent Suter have been like one and two or one and three in terms of innings pitched. And because they've been so good, it, it is hard to argue against when they're going so well. 
But then when you run them out there like they did these last couple of days and they get tagged, you know, then you got to go, well, and, and it's hard to say what exactly was the answer there, right? Hand those important innings over to guys who aren't pitching as well, uh, who, who have a, a bit more to prove and might cost you those games earlier. And so, yeah, maybe you, you win this series against the Giants, but some of those games in May you would have lost because you would have handed them over to different guys. It's a tough balance, right? That's why managers get paid a, a lot of money. But I do think that this is what's happened here. The, this is my best explanation for why these guys who are all pretty darn good pitchers and I, I think are going to continue to be good pitchers. And I, and I can just see people out there on Twitter, or even just people probably leaving the ballpark today going, man, the bullpen is horrible. Got to get a, a much better bullpen in here. But I, I really don't think that that's the case. You know, you can't rely on any one element of your team to be perfect. Right? The Rockies' offense has struggled throughout the season. Their defense was shaky in April. The starting pitching has been up and down, but mostly down throughout the entire season. It's been survivable. But when you're surviving bad starting pitching, it's taxing every other element of your team, especially the bullpen. And those guys are clearly gassed. Uh, particularly Bird, I thought, looked gassed. And that's just, you know, I don't know that there's an easy answer to that either, other than having to maybe call up some young guys and just swallow the, you know, when Carl Kaufman, though, the, I, was, I was I was reaching for, I mentioned Lamette starting. <clears throat> I was trying to remember, it was Carl Kaufman, you know, had several of those three-inning, four-inning games. You can't get him out of there. There's, you know, some of the bad Austin Gomber starts that have really put him behind the eight ball, stuff like that, even if you come back and win the game. Uh, it, it's going to cost you down the line, and it is right now. So it's a bummer. Uh, I don't think it's really fair to, you know, and we've talked about Pierce Johnson, a little bit different category there. I'll, I'll, I'll say a bit of separation. Johnson, that that's frustrating, and something's got to get locked in and, and, and figured out there, especially if he's going to go back into the closer role or, or somehow figure out his way back into late inning roles. But right now, uh, it's hard to, to argue in favor of, but Lawrence, Bird, Suter, Brad Hand, these guys have all been fantastic throughout the year. They're allowed to slump like anybody else, uh, and I think they'll get it back, but boy, were those some ugly ball games, really ugly ball games. Over on the plus side, though, we do have a few fun things from the offensive players. Uh, Jerks and Profar, had a four hit game in the series, not exactly tearing the cover off the ball, but he's got the batting average up to 247. He had that big long on base streak going there for a while, which was pretty fun to see. Again, that's mostly, if not entirely, about, I hope, uh, <laughs> upping his trade value uh, because I do think that the Rockies have got some of these outfielders are going to play, right? Uh, somebody I'm going to talk about here in just a second. Is uh, they're gonna some one of them's gonna stick, and in that instance, you really don't need yourself a Jerickson profile. But I think he's shown, yeah, uh, consistency. You know, I, I saw some people talking, really talking down, and I noted it several times. I noted it in my uh, weekly wrap up uh, article. Didn't get the video out this week because you know Nuggets in the finals and stuff. But the in the article, I talked about how you know, yeah, profile 
isn't exactly tearing the cover off the ball and his overall, you know, the WRC plus, whatever, because he's not getting a bunch of slug. Basically, there's no slugging in it, right? But consistency is a very important skill in the game of baseball, and it's definitely one that other GMs are going to look at, look look in on and see, yeah, we could get something out of him. You were never going to get a top prospect for Profar in the first place. You're looking for maybe a decent double-A reliever or something. The other good news offensively, Ryan McMahon continues to stay pretty hot. Obviously not as scorching, ridiculous hot as he was last week, but nobody's that hot. He was literally like he put up a a win above replacement, if you will, 1.1 war in like a week and a half. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Uh, Absolutely scorching, but still managing to, to hit pretty well. He's got the OPS on the season up to 812. Uh, so up above 800 and you're having a fairly decent offensive year. So all of a sudden, McMahon, now we know those cold stretches can come too. But right now it looks like he's at least, despite the fact that he's lost the scorching hotness of, you know, hitting a home run every ball game, he has maintained uh, the hittingness. He hasn't lost it all, right? He's still in the pocket a bit and he liked that. But of course, the big one, the guy who does seem like maybe He's locked it in into the pocket a bit is Nolan Jones. This is the thing to get excited about right now. Actually, I mean, if, if you're still just really into Ezekiel Tovar and Elias Diaz, I should continue to shout those guys out. They didn't have huge series here. Um, it, it's funny, right? You never get like great credit in a series recap for just playing good defense at the two most premium positions, catcher and shortstop. Those guys really have been great all year and they should always get their shout outs. But if you're trying to get excited about something new, it is Nolan Jones. Three-hit day during this series. A monster mamma-jamma. I think, oh, I don't have it right in front of me. They said 483, I think the second longest home run of the season by anybody in, in, in baseball. OPS over 1,000. That's elite, elite when you're OPS and over 1,000. Now, very small sample size. So, it doesn't mean a ton yet. Batting over 300. I think it's like a 316 or something like that. 366. Goodness gracious. Again, small sample size. But this is very exciting. And, and I'll tell you what, folks, because the bat is always going to be a work in progress for the first little bit. I'd be shocked. Very surprising. Very, very happily shocked if he just is one of those guys who from now on just is a monster hitter. That'd be awesome. That'd be incredible. That would be something that not a lot of people were expecting and, and something that could really help hyper drive shift the Rockies into that next, I know they don't use the word rebuild, but the next whatever build, the next era of the team, if Jones is going to be a borderline all-star hitter. But I'll tell you something that I always struggle with a little bit until I get close eyes on a guy and until this stretch of games I really haven't for him, is the defense. And he's a much better athlete than I realized. I think I mentioned it on the podcast, but he made a catch in Arizona that showed me a range I didn't know he had. I've watched him take some ground balls before the games over at first base, and he's got better hands than I realized. I knew he was a a great big guy, a great big strong guy, but he's even faster than I had realized. Stole a base the other day. 
Again, I don't think that's going to be normal. But I do think that while he's never going to be a center fielder or anything like that, he's not. He's not. An, he's a corner guy. But he's going to be, I think, a plus value as a defender, in either left, right, or first. I haven't seen him at third yet, and third's tricky. Third comes with a, a whole trickier set of footwork thing, things that kind of derailed Alaris Montero there for a little while, right? Like, especially as a big guy. Uh, the quickness that you need to be effective at third base can be difficult. He might be able to do it. I just haven't seen as much of that. But I feel highly confident in his ability to be a plus for you as an athlete and defender, especially once he gets comfortable to big league level in left field, right field, and at first base. So if he's going to bring the power bat along with that and a bit of versatility, the Rockies might have themselves something pretty interesting here in Nolan Jones. And what he's showing you lately uh, is about as exciting as it gets. You know, that's, again, I you can't always expect it to continue and, and you shouldn't. Uh, that's quite a burden on a guy. But I also do feel like the Rockies are due for one of these, right? Doesn't it feel like every top prospect they have come up you know, it takes them a year to, to work into it. it. It feels like whether it's, you know, Brendan Rodgers, Ryan McMahon, uh, several of the pitchers, you know, John Gray, Kyle Freeland, it all took until year two or three for those guys to really get into it. Marquez as well. Uh, you know, none of those guys were rookie of the year winners, right? So it's just like, you know, Tovar is is off to a very nice start, especially defensively. And I'm not taking anything away from Tovar, but there, right? There's just this Ellie De La Cruz. If you, if y'all are following that stuff, over with uh, the the Reds, right? Just all the pomp and circumstance, and then he comes up and is like his very first start. He hits just an absolute monster home run. <laughs> when was the last time the Rockies got one of those, right? Just seems like there's very rarely happens, and it it would be really something if Jones took off with this, and it'll be intriguing to see what the Rockies do when Crone comes back. But like I was just saying, the great news about Jones is if he's scorching hot, and Crone comes back, and you want to get him in there, even if it's to showcase him for a trade or whatever the the Crone situation is. You know, the Rockies have the ability to, to move them around in the outfield, and maybe that forces their hand into a, a Jerickson Profar trade so you can stick Jones out there in left field. That is, again, presuming that Chris Bryant has gotten healthy and is playing right. But for now, while the team's not fully healthy, there's plenty of room for him. The Rockies are playing him, which so that gives you Jones, Doyle, and Tovar in there every single day. Montero getting sporadic at bats is still frustrating, but they're moving toward the youth slowly but surely yeah i know don't call you surely but they're doing the thing so bad set bad series especially for the bullpen tough pill to swallow when the bullpen especially the back end of the bullpen has been the best part of the team all season long but when you take that thirty-five thousand foot view and remember that this season was unlikely to ever be competitive. The fact that we're talking about a team that's anywhere close to 500, well, I, I guess I got to double check after three in a row, but that they were in, in early June here, you know, is honestly a little bit surprising to me. I really thought, especially once Marquez went down, 
These guys are going to have a hard time finding wins. It all starts out there on that mound. And even if the starter going three innings and giving up four runs and throwing 87 pitches doesn't cost you today's ball game, it costs you. It always costs you. And I so that's why I just don't think this team's got the the depth, especially as hurt as they are, even with some nice surprises. Oh, I didn't do much Connor Seabolt's today. You know what I should do? I'm going to give you a Connor Seabolt. You're like, oh, yay. There's going to be like six people who are excited about this. But I'm going to give you a, a Connor Seabold slash Chase Anderson podcast tomorrow because those guys have actually been very pleasant surprises on the starting pitching side. And because I've been so down on it, it's worth highlighting the exceptions of the rule. But the fact of the matter is, the yeah, it, the rest of it's just costing you so much. And, and because of that, because I believe it was going to be the case coming into the year, I can only get so worked up about, you know, these individual losses as bad as they are and the season kind of slipping away from them. The most important thing will always remain the performance of players like Jones, Doyle, Tovar, Montero when he gets his opportunities. Uh, I'm also about due to get you up to speed on what the prospects are doing. So we got to talk about Veen and Romo and a few other guys like Aaron Schunk, uh, more of the AAA guys. So that, you know, really is what this season is about. From that standpoint, as ugly as the baseball was out there these last couple of days, hanging your hat on the Nolan Jones thing. There are worse spots to be in for the future of the franchise. So, thank you all for listening into this episode. I hope you will continue to be absolutely awesome out there. You know that I will continue to be absolutely Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, I will see you at the ballpark.